Alright, welcome everybody. It's the third episode of Espionage.VR. We have been gone for about a month and a half now, a month and some change, I believe. We had an episode that we recorded before we hit the road um, on tour around the uh, United States. And it's uh, for various reasons. We no, there's only one reason. For one, there's only one fucking reason. We're lazy as fuck. I recorded, I recorded all my audio on a fucking ancient laptop that has a fucking mustache glued to the back of it. And <laughs> it's, it's after like we finished the audio, uh, the Brave program came up. The program came up and said, "Hey, do you want to back up this audio?" And I went, "Of course not." Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Bert has this handled fine. <laughs> and then it turned out my audio went for five minutes on the podcast, and then just flatlined. The entire I just, Tom's entire audio track just dropped. So, oh, we 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 thought about we thought about putting him like letting him voice himself over again in between Hosean and I's dialogue. <laughs> oh my god! Like we went cheating. over. We went over a few save this strats because it was a solid episode. We're not going to talk about the topic because we'll probably revisit the topic. But we took the L. We said fuck it. And then we realized how difficult it is trying to record a podcast while on tour when you sleep till the very last minute you have to leave. Everybody's pissed off with each other and you cannot possibly functionally record with one yeti mic in uh in a traveling van that yeah a van that has 17 holes in the floor and the brakes are all screaming yep all right um well episode three sort of espionage.vr i am bert uh got tom and hosey on the with us hosey got a better mic so that's right you, you can hear me a lot better and i will talk now there yeah, it is. He, he sounds so sweet. He sounds like the beautiful man he is. You definitely don't life. have to shove your entire face in it, though. But I still. Why not? Because of that. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice how the uh, the blue yeti is shaped. Because I. All right. Yep. Um, Got it. Well. Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh, that's what um like every episode we'll start off. What have we been playing, my guys? Well. Uh... Do you want to go first since you're you've been talking already? Sure, bud. And I tried. Uh, that's like me setting up for the spike in volleyball, and then you not spiking it. It's you him politely catching the ball twice. and handing it back to you. <laughs> well, I I am graceful. Or just letting it fall and staring at me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I we're, we'll talk about like what we played on the road and shit a little later. But since I've been home, um, Apex has kind of fallen off. It's it's still such a fun game mechanically and shit. Uh, I just think, like, they added a lot of challenges and stuff to do, and they added a ranked mode. And normal mode, when I don't feel like playing ranked, normal mode has kind of become the mode where people strictly do challenges. And the challenges are set up to almost where you're basically throwing the game whenever you go and thirst for these challenges in the beginning on, like, the first squad you see. So, I've taken a step back from that. I've recently started getting back into League. Oh, this was fun. So I, while I was, after my wedding and while I was on my honeymoon, I, I got permabanned, obviously, for awful things I said on League of Legends. I, I started a new account, and I gave that account to my buddy. I was like, hey, man, get this to level 30 for me while I'm gone, and he did it. So uh, when I came back, he sent me the info again, and I couldn't get into the damn account. So I was trying to recover password, recover password. I didn't get a damn email anywhere. I was like, dude, did I create another fucking email to like try to get this account or for this specific account when I made a new one? 
So after a few days of frustration, I contacted Riot again because if anybody doesn't know, to play ranked modes in League of Legends, you have to be level 30. The first time I tried getting to level 30, it took me a fucking year. It's it's and, and it's very it's very good that it's set up that way because that forces you to play normal modes for a long time to get accustomed to the game because it's not like something you can just jump into. There's a huge meta that you have to get accustomed to. So long story short, even though this is already a long story, uh, my account somehow somebody got my information for my account. They um they got me to a really high level. And then I basically had to send uh, Riot Games my entire life story and credit cards and all this shit to be like, hey, I'm the fucking guy that created this account. Give it back to me. And they finally did. And it was actually a really easy process. So shout out Riot. And please fucking unblock my other account that I had like $500 into. Um, so I've been playing that again. And I just got Sniper Elite 4 because a buddy of mine got it on the Steam sale $50 cheaper than I bought it for. How is and, it? Um, that's sick. Sniper Elite 4 is really fucking tight, obviously. I've liked the previous uh, Sniper Elite games. They're just really fun mechanically. Like They're just really good games, and they have co-op. So it's like a third-person fucking wartime shooter. They have open-ended levels. You can you do, do the level how you want to do it or whatever. Do the objectives in any order. You can do it. Go about it however you choose, and it's really fucking hard. Like, they have really good difficulties that make the game really fucking crippling. That's why when you were asking about, um, like, the the Hitman stuff, or when you were telling me about it, I was... Yeah. I, I know you'd like it, uh, the, the new ones, because it's... They, they share... They got some things that they share in crossover. They do, but I... Here's, here's the difference. Is that I... Dude, respect as a motherfucker to, like, the Hitman series and stuff... I love the concept of the fucking games, but I remember, I think it was for, like, the original Xbox or something, there was a Hitman or Hitman 2 demo, and I'd play it, and, like, the amount of patience and the amount of time you have to have to do that game how you want, or how, how like, would be really cool, like, you actually have to walk, and you actually have to do this, and God, right, dude, right, I try right, to hide right, bodies, right. and they always get fucking discovered, and... It just wound up being a fucking run and gun every time because people would figure it out. Kind of like it's like a much less arcade Assassin's Creed. Like Assassin's Creed, you fucking sneak through the goddamn willies for these like cool boss kills and doing them how they're supposed to be done, and then something fucking happens, it all gets fucked up. But you could just reset to the last checkpoint and go back and try it again just to get the cool kill, which also ruins that. But it's a lot. Like you can't do that. You can't just reset to the checkpoint or whatever. And the hitman I played, no, though, sniper yeah. elite. Yeah, sniper elite. You're not changing uniforms. You're not setting certain shit up. You can be sneaky, but on the difficulty, we're playing on the hardest difficulty. And even some like knife kills, motherfucker. You hear oh, go, 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 boo. You hear fucking Germans and Italians <laughs> going nuts. And then the whole goddamn base knows you're there. Then they're fucking dropping flares and arty strikes on you and shit. So it just leads to a fucking nightmare. Yo, but great. it's fun. Your German accent just then, and when you chonged the part of your description with, you can play that level however you want. Oh, God. Was on that, fire. I feel like that's the standard bad guy impression, though. On video games, because they're, they're like the standard bad henchman uh, voiceover. It's a. Oh, it oh, is. That's, that's very. That's very. Um, probably then, but. Or the. Yeah, huh? but Hitman is like. Is a pretty strict like with that definitely um i think there's a mode i think on there's like a 
perfect agent. I forgot the name of the difficulty title, but I think they only allow you to save the game twice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like something. So you have to like really pick like if you fail, you have to have <laughs> you pick strategically your checkpoints. Um, I like, I do love I know, achievements. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, like similar to the the European extreme modes in Metal Gear, where like if you get caught, your the game literally resets. Yeah, and that's a crazy. Uh, I love that. I too. love aspects of games where, I, I mean, I like that. Like where it's like, hey, in this mode you can't do this, but also just like speed run attempts or achievement attempts to where you set your own boundary. Like I can only save three times is a big thing in like the Resident Evils or something. Um, I can only get your no no damage runs. I love shit like in Steel Battalion. If you died, your entire mech and shit that you built was just destroyed and you had to start all over at the beginning. I like shit like that. Um just just crazy challenges like not just mm-hmm. hey beat it uh, on the hardest difficulty because everybody's going to do that, you know, like but who how many people are going to carry a fucking garden gnome all the way through Half-Life 2 episode 1 or 2, <laughs> I believe. Not me, I'm carrying a big fucking gun. Yo, shout out real quick, shout out to the fucking people that not only carried that fucking gnome all the way through the game, but also dealt with it falling out of the fucking car every two seconds. Because <laughs> there was no way to securely just... It wasn't like you had the gnome and you go up to the car, oh, strap the gnome in. No, you had to, like, fuck it into the back seat and just hope... Like, you had to keep an eye on it. You'd just go, like, five miles an hour, and then every two seconds, look back and make sure the gnome was there. That's my favorite fucking, like, challenge in any game I've ever done. Which would be a good topic. I think we already did that, though. But, yeah, so that's... I just spent 10 minutes talking about what I've been playing. So much respect. Hosey, and what have you been playing? <laughs> um, well, ever since I, uh, we got back, I've been in, like, full game mode, like, hard. Um, just because, like, I'm in, like, my own element, my own comfort zone. So I'm just like, man, I got so many things. So, like, on tour, we picked up, I picked up a, the copy of Condemned Criminal Origins for 360. Mm. And... That was one of the first things I I started doing as soon as I got back. I'm already, I probably beat it tonight after after this, just because I think I'm a. There's ten chapters and I'm on seven now. Um, and I've been playing that. I've been playing Dark Souls three with uh, friends John and Matt online. We've been trying to run through that and beat that um, before they go on tour. And then I've also with Bert. We've me and him have been playing Gears of War. Uh, co-op online together because yes i got an xbox one as soon as i got back oh yeah it's pretty crazy so like like and i'm and then i'm playing yakuza zero a little bit on the side too so like i'm literally like full game mode like hardcore right now very cool and and the and the co-op stuff with like like john and matt is and doing the stuff with bird on gears of war is like so fun just because like it's been a long time since I like squatted up with like someone or whatever, and and was yeah. like, let's do this together, and and like the gears one thing is is even like it like I'm kind of like re like refreshed from doing something like this just because I it's literally been since like the 360 days since I've done something like this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I actually just bought gears one again. I found it at a Goodwill the other day, and I was like, oh man, I think I might hit up my friend. Uh, from high school that I played through this game with initially and see if he wants to like get together for a couple of days. But uh, that's also the dude that uh, has been completely excommunicated from my friend group for disappearing constantly and then getting kicked out of my old house and then squatting 
back there and oh sneaking back <laughs> in constantly and then resetting up his room and hiding stuff throughout the house. And at one point, he was living in a cabin solo in the middle of the woods after everyone else had to move out of the place. And he's a disaster. He could be dead. That's, Actually, he might just... No, he sells insurance now. He he's fine. killing people. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That sounds Perfect. like There's somebody that would just wind up killing somebody. It it wouldn't shock me. I don't think he did. Or being played by Johnny Depp in a movie about fair. being in the woods. I will say, since we're on the subject, we're probably going to... Next episode, we're probably going to hit Gears like a motherfucker because Gears 5 comes out this week. But mm-hmm. you just bought Gears 1. Have you... Do you rem- Did y'all play the Gears 2 campaign? Uh, Yeah. I, I just it was it came out while I was in boot camp and everybody did it without me so I just played the multiplayer I think I remember I remember the scene with Dom's wife but I will say Gears 2's campaign blows the living shit out of every other campaign of the series oh 100% I didn't Easily. realize how hardcore Gears 2's campaign is and how fresh and perfect they like everything we've been bitching about in the Gears <laughs> 1 campaign dude they fixed all of it exactly how we said this would be better if this Exactly. It, it all it's all in place in Gears Two. But we're yeah, the Gears One like campaign is too. I thought the Gears Three campaign was like a little too narrative, and the Gears One had too many setups that ended up like not really being fulfilling, especially with like the boss style encounters. We're gonna talk about that some. Okay, I, I believe. The Hosey we'll, and then I we'll have save some it if hot you guys are, takes. If you guys have been playing that, <laughs> yeah. So that's um, it. But uh, what about you, Tom? What's up with you? Uh, besides things that I got on tour, uh, I bought, uh, I went on, like, a mad hunt to try to find Astral Chain yesterday. Yeah, how was that? Uh, it sucked because, okay, so, uh, Walmart, I guess, is trying to swoop in and, like, replace, uh, the GameStop, like, pro rewards thing and, yeah. and the Best Buy Gamers Club, so they're selling certain games for $10 cheaper the first, like, few weeks that they're out, and Astral Chain was one of them, so. I saw that. Yeah. Holy shit, I saw that online, I was like... Why is this like ten dollars cheaper than everywhere? They're, I think they're just doing it for a few like third party games for certain systems uh-huh. and stuff. But um, Friday morning happens. Uh, I wake up and I just don't have time to go. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go get it on my break Saturday. Have like an hour break at work during a big long shift. I drove to three WalMarts. Mm. Uh, all of them said they had it online. None of them said that they have it. When I asked one, hey, is there any chance that you guys keep more stock in the back? Uh, one manager literally laughed in my face and then had another guy come up and be like, hey, like, can you believe that this guy would say this kind of fucking thing? Ha, 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 ha. Really? That, yep. Oh, and then he chased man, me down and asked if I had considered going to GameStop. So I said, yes, I will, I will try GameStop. Every GameStop didn't have it. Um, and then finally I just said, fuck it. I'll just Did they just find like, it at Target. People not either not order enough copies because they didn't think it was going to do this well or... or well, I think with Walmart, like people, it was definitely a well-known thing that they were selling it for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that's why that got swooped up with GameStop. I mean, I guess so. I don't think GameStop can afford to really take uh, risk on games, and this is like this is like a game that will definitely be a cult hit. But I don't think it's gonna like light up the sales charts for like weeks and weeks from now. I'm sure right. if you looked at the numbers, the first week is gonna look really good, then it's gonna drop off. Yeah. Aside from being Bay- really expensive in like seven years. Aside yeah. from Bayonetta, like these days, and even sometimes even in certain scenarios that game, but anytime Platinum does come out with like a straight up hit, it never it's always gonna be like a cult game. It's it's it never like blows blows up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's just kinda how it is. I think the even just stylistically the games are too niche. I mean that, that's like, yeah. very Japanese. I think and it's even this, this game. This this game is like almost set up like you're 
to be like you're watching episodes of an anime. It's kind of a, it's kind of that, that developer platinum strength though is like to like they always do something that's always like oh if you know you know kind of oh game. yeah a million percent people like how stylized it is it's so. like it's like the did they do near automata yeah near was I, like see, the last thing they had that actually popped off like, see I didn't I, I haven't pl- I haven't played that game yet I know it's uh, amazing from what a it's lot of very people, sick. a lot of my friends tell me that so but I know that that's even though that was a big hit it still was like a sleeper big hit you know. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy looking at near like it has such a unique world like it has such a unique atmosphere I think that's what did so much for it is that you can play so many other games and even a lot of platinum games and stuff and like how it's stylized or anything like this like you're just talking about and it like whether other things look like it or it looks like other stuff you see almost everything in near and it it that's near you know that's yeah. its style yeah um but yeah, I'm only like maybe an hour into that. I'll, I'm gonna tonight's my only night to like stay up late and game and be like a trash person. So tonight I'm gonna chug a bunch of fucking Mountain Dew and uh, grind through that as much as I can. But other than that, besides a couple of things that I was playing on tour, oh, I finished Killzone. Or we're gonna talk about that. I finished Killzone Mercenaries. Hell yeah, um, dude! I love that game, dude. Yeah, it was awesome. <clears throat> that's the that's um, the best like Vita game that's not Persona Four. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely up there with my favorites. Um. But I want to talk about that one a little more and why I played that. Over some, uh, anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. But oh, then, you you also still have my Vita. I just realized that yesterday. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that until <laughs> I was driving away. I was about an hour away, and I was like, I forgot I forgot to give you back your Vita, to get my Vita, to get my PSP, and to get my 8-string guitar. And you also have some books here, too, comics, I think. Oh, I do have some comics. I lost a lot of my shit. I was... I had to get home immediately, so I was like, I do not fucking care. I have to leave right now. I forgot a bunch of shit, but... um. Other than that, I've been playing this game called Lightseekers, which is like a Hearthstone kind of thing, um, because I got really into this new card game called Argent Saga on this last tour with some of the guys from Typecast, and no one in my area plays this fucking new game, um, so I was like looking for something else to do, like that has like a trading card vibe, and it was free. It's like a free to play game, but. Uh, I ended up sinking a lot of fucking time into that today for some reason because it'll work on like your computer, your switch, your phone, and all this shit. So I grinded that a lot at, at uh, my job today, and I'm really kind of bummed on it only because like I'm already like like when I get into like a card game, uh, I dive very deep. I spend a lot of money on like buying singles, which you can't do in a digital game. So it means I'll have to buy a ton of packs to get the right rares to build the right deck at the right time before things rotate out and all this other boring card game shit so it's definitely just developing a giant like $200 a month money sink for me that I absolutely cannot afford um, but uh, that's all I've been gaming on so we got a couple of topics that we're going to go over today but uh, like we all just said we've been on tour together for the last month we all just got home and so we spent a lot of time you know in some different game stores picking some things up and then our initial idea was, oh, we'll play a bunch of uh, games together on this tour. We all have our Switches, we all have this and that. We'll we'll buy a game, we'll all fucking play. And there was a uh, kind a of... a great idea. There was a great idea that didn't happen at all. Period. A great game had just came out. Yeah, a lot of great games that just came out. We didn't do shit. So we just wanted to kind of talk about uh, our experiences while we were traveling and just like gaming while you're traveling in general. What's good about it, what's bad about it. Um how you like how you can do it and then uh like 
the things where you're like, oh man, like I wish I could, but for this reason, I it's just it's not working for me. Because this tour, I had big plans to play a lot of shit. I really Dude, same here. did not same. game completely. Um, so I guess let's just start off with like some of the stores. We went to like I feel like a few really cool places, mm-hmm. a few places that had some potential, and a few like. Uh, it's just dirty, disgusting shitholes. <laughs> Straight up. You know, some places where you just so, walk in and you're like, fuck, dude, this, I just don't want to be here anymore. Oh, yeah. Real real quick, I just want to hit one. It was like the la- pretty much one of the last ones we went to before uh, you went home, Bert. Okay. Before the Wham, uh, Wham Leg show was, uh, was, Hosium, was it called Game Exchange? Um, or, wait, Bert, yeah, yeah. yeah those yeah. were the ones in Massachusetts. Uh, I think so. It was Bert, Bert, you went to a area. different store earlier in the day, and then you I went met to up. Vi- with I went to something castle, like video game castle, I believe, and that place was fucking really sick, really hardcore. I don't want to say that was the one right outside of Chicopee mm-hmm. or in Chicopee, and yeah. it was a very, very sick um, store. I've I, I haven't seen too many stores with like next to every system or every console group of games they would have a huge stack of manuals that you could look through to see if you needed to buy like the manual to make it complete and um that was really fucking cool they had a lot of really good games in there i saw a saturn bomber man that i really wanted to pick up but it That's was crazy. uh it was loose and i mean i i was on the phone like looking to see how common uh, it is that a case comes up by itself, and it wasn't like it was barely like slim to none. Yeah. So I just decided to pass on it. But uh, wasn't it one had, of those they had, they had those a, situations where like the booklet was also expensive? The booklet, I don't know if it was the case and the booklet, but both of those were more expensive than the game itself. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird how like, I see loose Saturn games a decent bit in my area for some uh-huh. reason. And I don't know why those cases didn't seem to survive. Dude, they broke so fucking easily. It's because I and I, I you know, PlayStation had some of them and shit. It's because of how tall they were. Like any amount of leverage up or down, it just seemed like that was enough to break that front um, mm-hmm. lid. And uh, that it, yeah. I mean, I, my every Saturn case I had was broken or like because of how like wide they were how thick uh any amount of pressure on top of them like if you sat down or against it that thing it's cracking everywhere you know if you set a cup on it the wrong way or if it just got dropped somewhere like anything like that that thing was just a horrible horrible fucking idea for a case yeah that's fair um but while you were there Hosian and I were at, uh, we'll just call this place Game Dump. Who cares? Okay. So we're at Game Dump, and Game it dump. definitely, on paper, I could see why people like, this is a cool store, because it had a lot of good product and some good ideas for how they are organizing it, and their case of, like, you know, the rare shit was pretty good and had some good finds. But you walk into this place, and it's, they're in the middle of, like, reorganizing this entire store, so it's a total disaster but the big issue that i couldn't understand was it is a game store it's branded as this is where you come to find your new and old games and all your accessories for your Mm -hmm. old systems where you're missing a cord this and that it's a it's like a retro store but the first thing that you see when you walk in is the wall of not even blu-rays but shitty truck stop style dvds oh god (laughs) and it takes up that takes up a fourth of their shelving and then there's a whole middle section where there is literally no almost no product outside of a few board games and a bunch of horrible 90s comics 
And then finally, in the very, very back of the store, hidden away like a dog that shit behind a couch and is ashamed of it, <laughs> is the actual fucking games where they have a lot of cool shit, I thought, like, and a pretty good selection. This was actually one of the places that had some Saturn stuff. Um, but I just couldn't understand, like, even if they were in, they're in the middle of this big organization re- or reorganizing attempt, why is all the game stuff not front and center even their case of like their rare finds and everything is in the back of the store almost next to like the fucking bathroom oh god my favorite thing was uh one whole wall a fourth of it was literally just call of duty ghosts on ps4 (laughs) (laughs) i'm like what's up massachusetts you don't like call of duty ghosts well neither does the rest of the country but damn come on yeah but (laughs) i was like bro why is everything here call of duty ghosts Dude, it was fucking. Normally, every game store we go to, I almost have like this like emotional obligation to buy something. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I have the money, but this is the place where I was just like, I looked, I went in and out like six times. I, I wanted to buy places. my time back, dude. Straight up, <laughs> the whole time we were there, I was like, I am wasting away, and I can feel myself aging. But that yeah, was because I feel like I feel like the majority of the stores we went to. Like, I haven't been doing the collecting thing or doing the retro thing long enough to determine, like, I remember, so, when I was, I'd go, when I went to, like, I I was in Houston, I believe, a couple years ago with some buddies who were big, like, record dudes, and we went to some record shops, uh, and they were, like, looking at all this stuff, and they were finding, like, these rare things or these cool presses or something that they were looking for, but they just put it down. I'd be like, why don't you fucking buy it? He was like, because it's not, like, finding it. It's finding it at the right price. You know, you can't just go oh, in yeah, and buy for it sure. for whatever its price is. And I guess that's a thing in the retro games, too. So I haven't really been doing this, they were doing that long enough to know, like, what is a good price, what isn't. Because I'll get on my phone and I'll check, like, what shit's selling for. And it seems like majority of the stores we went to, all of their prices were about $15 or so above these, like, lucky sale, private sale fucking things that are getting them, like, at their cheapest. Um, so that $15 is nothing to me. Like, I'll fucking spend $15, you know, if I find something cool or whatever. Um, with, you know, if I find it in person as for regardless, or I can go on eBay and maybe bid for $15 cheaper or some shit like that, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. And each city so has got its, it like, variables. Me. Yeah, I've got it in front of me. It's clean. It's nice. It's this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if you go, like, it takes a special level of fucking up for me to just completely want to like not do business with you in any way shape or form yeah i don't i think my issue with like going like i get excited to go to these stores when we travel and everything but yeah um i was like i, I got i was lucky to start the whole retro collecting thing before like youtube really like exploited its popularity really hard mm-hmm. so there was a period in time where i was used to being able to go to goodwills and go to thrift stores and you can go to like retro stores and find people i was like it's an old game it should be five bucks there was like a period in time where that was true and now to see games that i that i know i spent five dollars on buying and then at one point i had to sell for eight dollars knowing it's like wow they want 30 for me to buy it again yeah uh yeah. i would rather just sit I and wait you know that. i mean working yeah, i think working at a game store like the one i do is i see this is an everyday thing for me yeah and i mean i know that like places have to make money and like I just think, I I, to, I understand it. Like that's that's this that's 
the price that's the current market value and everything mm-hmm. but it's just uh it's disheartening to me as like a collector it's one of the reasons i don't really collect retro games anymore and now like i only buy an old game if i know i'm going to 100 yeah. percent play it and even i have that same mentality with like game like new games that i buy now it's just yeah. more fun for me now to buy new games and with that but it also makes it when i do find something cool and special for a good price yeah that's kind of like def- that's like the beauty of collecting like like the magic of it like in its truest form to me is like just buy what you like man like like or buy what you like really want like it not like oh i'm i'm on the hunt for something like like this or this or this. like it's like i yeah. think it's more special when you're like man like i have been looking for this copy of blah 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 for so long and like and i want it and you know like it's something that you actually want to cherish you know yeah and well, i understand like um well, I, f- I feel like that that's happened so much since the inception of the internet. It's like the exposure it brought everything to. Like you know, you you might have been one of ten guys in a town looking through Goodwills and stuff and knowing there's gems there. And now, like fuck, because of the internet, there's probably everybody that goes in a Goodwill or secondhand stores and shit like that. Every single, almost like 50% of the people that go in there a day are people looking in these specific places for high dollar items that people just dropped off. Oh, yeah, no joke, dude. The last time I was at Goodwill the other day when I found some of these Xbox games, there was a dude eyeing the stuff in my hands the entire time I was there, like, following <laughs> me. No joke. And then he bought little Big Planet kart racing. <laughs> so, mechanics. Um, yeah. So, uh,. <laughs> What uh? What, what what's hard for me? Like when we were on the road, obviously, like I was in y'all's van. I was trying to make like as small of a footprint as possible. But like, so I bought I bought that Power Stone. I bought Fighting Force and like just a handful of other things. Dude, we had no room to put anything else. Like we had oh, no, no room under the seats or anywhere to shove anything. Like we're damn near breaking the cases trying to shove them in the little glove compartment. <laughs> and uh. It was like, like you know, you're talking about being on the road on tour or anything, trying to buy something. You, 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 you really don't leave yourself any room um, yeah. when you're on tour or traveling or as a band because, I mean, you get really good at fucking like equipment Tetris, trying to shove as much shit as possible in there, and then you have no room to like acquire cool shit while you're on the our, road. Our equipment, you want to sit it all on the lap. Our equipment Tetris is god tier compared to our regular seating Tetris. <laughs> I will yeah, our say, regular seating Tetris and just our uh, generic item placement Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Very um, bad. Because if we, had, if we had room to make a bed in the back on the right side and all the equipment been stacked on the left, however often it fell on our fucking faces while we're trying to sleep back there because Mackie's hitting fucking speed bumps at 50 miles an hour. Respect. Um, <laughs> shout That's out the Mackie. Italian blood. Love man. Mackie. There you go. That's um, Long Island. Yeah, so... Uh, if you have room for that, you have countless room for anything. But the problem is, if you utilize that room in the back instead of making the bed, then you're just insanely uncomfortable up front. You know, you can't fucking lay down. Like, everybody can't lay down then and stuff. And that sucks when you're fucking driving eight hours every night. Um, yeah. But, so that was... Yeah, like, that's... Shout out, James. I always tell Daniel... Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say it. I'm saying it. Shout out, James. I'm Love saying you, James. it on here. I'm <laughs> saying it in email. I'm saying it to his face. <laughs> um. So... Uh, yeah, so, like, it, I always tell Danielle, like, when we're out doing stuff, every time I go to a store with Danielle, like, when, when, I, when I'm traveling, all I'm thinking about is, like, dude, we gotta get on a fucking plane. I, I stuffed this fucking duffel bag full of everything I needed for X amount of days, 
it's not like I'm getting lucky if I get through it as a carry-on because it's way too fucking big. And now she's like, hey, let's buy all this other shit. Let's buy these clothes. Let's buy this. And I'm like... So I've got an interesting room. story for you on uh, on that subject. Okay. That So um, my old band that I was in, uh, Forever Came Calling, our singer Joe, was re- he got really, really into collecting toys uh, the last like year and a half that I was in the band. And so we he would like map out all these toy shops he wanted to go to, all these different places we all these things, and he would be, you know, he would leave a shop with like essentially a garbage bag full of loose stuff and then box stuff. Yeah. And the box stuff would like real like I was thinking about this the whole time we were in these those anime stores in Canada and I was seeing you guys buy things. Um we had he had all this stuff boxed. And I would talk to him and I would be like, Hey man, like what's the plan for this shit? Because we would tour in the same kind of situations where it's like there's no space. Mm-hmm. There's no space for the humans, let alone like the humans bullshit. And so like in the and obviously it's toy collecting, like the boxes and the plastic and the blister cards and everything, that stuff is really important to a lot of these people. Yeah. And so all this stuff gets, you know, square squirreled away and wherever we can put it and everything and this and that. And then I talked to Joe, I was like, This is the reason I collect games because there's a smaller footprint. Like I love the toy thing, but I would never get into that because like Giant. I can actually get this stuff, put it in my bag. Like all my games I bought on this tour, I was able to throw in my bag, got them home with no damage because they're it's a relatively small item. And Joe was like, I just love these toys, man. They're all in the van. Later on, a semi-truck hits the fucking van. Oh, shit. And drags it down the street. <laughs> oh, my God. Which, shockingly enough, doesn't destroy the toys that Joe collected. But then five of us had to pile in a rented pickup truck that we had to <laughs> drive across the country from St. Louis back to California. And <laughs> those toys, <laughs> a million percent, did not survive the fucking trip. Oh, shit. So, I mean, like, that—that that is another issue that comes up with all this is just, like, sometimes, dude, no joke, when we're driving, I don't play games because I'm, like, it would be such an annoying thing to find my bag, get someone to hand me my bag from all the way across the van to true. dig out my Switch or to dig out whatever. Th- this is what I was getting to earlier when I was, like, oh, I played Killzone Mercenaries. I brought all these games. I brought my Switch, 3DS, and Vita on this tour. Yeah. And then my Vita wasn't working right for some reason or for some reason I had to use Hosian's Vita, but I had Hosian's Vita and I was like, I'm gonna play my Switch this whole tour. I brought twenty seven Switch games on this tour. Jesus fucking I'm, Christ. I'm dude. gonna bring them. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play my games. And I was like, I Oh, I'll pass I'll pass my games around, everyone's gonna have fun, blah blah blah. But I could fit the Vita in my fucking little bag, you know? Yeah. The Switch thing, since I have the satisfied grip, like that thing is essentially like carrying like a fucking t- like twelve pack of Coke in my bag the whole yeah. time. So I was like, oh, I just can't do this. Also, the battery, not nearly as good. The Vita no. battery, the Vita battery makes it like the ultimate thing for trap, like gaming on the road because the fucking last nine days for some fucking reason. Battery and, like, on the Switch is complete ass. Oh, yeah. That's a I, fucking travesty. I, I thought I, I've been thinking about trading my Switch in for that, not the Switch Mini, but the newer the version of battery. the base Switch. Is that $70 deal still a thing? I don't know. I, I want to... I'll gonna, look into it. I think it might have been like September 15th or August 15th. I'll yeah. check into it. I could still see myself doing it, buying it, and then selling my old Switch for yeah. 200 bucks afterwards or something. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, like, you, it sucks because, like, the Switch is, like, uh, obviously everyone was so excited about it because it's, like, this portable system. And, like, when I do get to take it places, I love it. But when we're actually, play, like, driving, yep. which is when you have the most dead time when you're on tour, it's... For some reason, it's always been really uncomfortable for me to like just sit and play. 
Yeah. And like the 3DS and the Vita are not like that for me, so I ended up playing those a lot more. Is it because of how wide it is, or I don't know? I what no joke, it? dude. Sometimes I'm playing it and I get legit car sick. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because of how wide it is or like part of it is just like yeah, it's big, wide, and cumbersome. Like before, I had this the satisfy grip. It was hard. It was harder to hold. The form factor didn't make as much sense. Yeah. Than like just holding like a, a smaller system. And I think honestly, I think a giant part of it is just like it feels kind of like an ordeal getting it in and out. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm thinking about it, and something about, like, like a console controller, the way it sits in your hand, your your hands are kind of able to grip around it. Like, you're, they're kind of able to invert or pronate a little bit. Yeah. Um, the Switch, it just seems like you're you're holding something straight, you know? Like, you're you're literally holding it like it's a fucking box. L- like an iPad. Like an iPad. It or is, something. yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, is, like, with, like, but, like, handhelds have pretty much always been like that, but because other handhelds have been smaller and lighter like it doesn't seem like nearly as big of a deal like you can hold like a vita or an old game boy in one hand and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's about to tip out when you hold the switch in one hand you kind of have to like balance it a little bit it. yeah yeah um but that's the reason why i bought the satisfy grip is because now you have like controller style that is a cool that is a cool item yo it's so sick but it adds a lot like it adds a lot of mass to the whole thing i was about to say tbh it'd be cool if they made like thicker or bigger or just some kind of deluxe joy cons to go on the end in some way shape i'm waiting for i i don't think nintendo will ever do it i think like a bunch of people put out grips like like the satisfy one and other ones but i think eventually another company is going to make a third party. they're like like, they're the ones like the ones that slip over the switch is like kind of like a rubbery thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what like the grips are, and like the satisfy one is the most popular one. But there are other ones that do the same thing and like with a slightly different form factor. Yeah. But eventually, someone is going to make a Mad Cat style like fucking neon blue see through disaster thing that has the right <laughs> kind of form factor that you want. Or maybe Hori will do it because Hori has like the license and is able to make has already made like their own Joy Cons yeah. and everything. So my thing with the Switch is that like its big thing is that it's like portability and stuff like that. That's awesome, but the problem how, how are you going to release something like that with something with a shit of battery? So I don't know about the Switch's battery life like inside with the brightness manageable or something, but when I'm in a bright car like we were all tour like the brightness has to come up. Yep. Especially on a game like Breath of the Wild, there's very small features, there's very small details. You could be like shooting at something that's far away, so then you have this tiny, tiny fucking couple pixel wide uh, feature in this game that I can't fucking see unless the brightness is still way the fuck up, and then I still have a problem. Because like, people are not on the go at night and playing video games and shit like that. Like, people are on the go during the daytime, whether they're in a car on a big road trip with your family or something, whether you're w- fucking like some of these idiots walking around in um in the city playing it or some nonsense like that, or you're just waiting at the bus stop or whatever. If there's daylight, that brightness has to be all the way up. When it's like that, you can get, like, two hours out of it, you know? And that sucks. Oh, that yeah. It really does suck fucking ass because, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, everybody's everybody has this eight-hour drive. No, yeah, some people do have short trips, short here, short there, but you're constantly worrying about plugging it in wherever you get to next. And that's not that's not convenient. That's I not, will say that that's... Uh Bert, on the last tour, I actually played my Switch a ton, and it was because we had, I was like, oh, we have a power inverter, I can have it plugged yeah. in all the time, or I bought, like, the big, crazy, like, 
licensed battery from Anchor that gives you yeah. like nine hours of playtime. But again, that's more bulky bullshit that exactly. I have to pull out just to play my fucking yeah. Switch. And like, I get it. The Switch was not designed with the stupid idiot touring musician who plays breakdowns for a fake living. Uh, but I wish it would have been. Because <laughs> every other Nintendo system, dude, I can't, like, when I was in Forever Came Calling, I can't tell you how much time I spent in the in our little shuttle bus like laying in our bunks playing like my 3ds i played so like i got through so many games doing that one tour i was able to put like you know 50 something hours into persona 4 on my friend's vita on those tours and i'm like and i actually that made me realize maybe one of the reasons that i was gaming more on those is because we were like this tour sometimes i didn't feel like gaming because we were actually all hanging out and talking in the van and i was yeah. like oh i'm just enjoying my time here but in that old vehicle in my old band, it was very not conducive to hanging out because of how it was built. So I was just also I was laying in a bunk. I was like comfortable the whole time, yeah. so I could actually sit and play instead of being like you know crammed into like yeah. a coffin style shape, laying in the back on the bass cab or like you know. You've got a bag of Taco Bell down here. Somebody's sweatshirt. And Hosian's in my lap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, not not to mention on top of like the the brightness thing, but like the switch for for it like dying so fast. Like the hardware in general on like. Like the sound too, like like the speakers are terrible on that thing. Like when you're on oh, when yeah, you're that, on. That is a headphones in. System. But even with the headphones in, I'm like, bro, I can hear now everyone you got headphones talking. Headphones and a power cord. Dude, that's why I would. I had one pair of headphones, and if I wore them a specific way, hosing, and then put your noise canceling shooting uh, range cans, cans. Yeah. <laughs> then I was like, oh, I'm in, dude. Now I'm actually gaming. What's funny about that? More is, uh, clunky hardware. Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. Well, what's funny bullshit. about that is like a lot of the headphones I have. I could put them in uh, for any reason. Like, yeah, I did this. I did that on tour. So I would put uh, the headphones on from the switch into my ear from my Bose or whatever uh, headphones, and then I had over ear headphones that mm-hmm. I could listen to uh, music or watch a fucking movie or something. Just so much shit going on, which is which probably says a lot about my fucking attention to detail or something, or just mm-hmm. how much shit I need going on at fucking once. But um, the, my, my thing, like, what I found on Switch, because, yeah, me and Hoseon, we both spent $60 on Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and we were all going to play it and talk about it. And Hoseon and I didn't put that thing in our Switch once. I played I play the first mission. Okay, well... Yeah, I saw Hoseon play... Ho, Hoseon played it, but, like, the point still stands. Yeah, we... This is going to be our thing. This is going to be our thing on this tour. We were so huge on it. We we never fucking put any time into it. I literally, like, I, the little time I did play, I just went back into Breath of the Wild and, like, did random shit on it. Because, like, Breath of the Wild's kind of like my, like, busy thing. Like, if, you know, it's something to do. It's like people that quit smoking, they just want to have something in their hands. It's something to do with your fucking muscles. So, like... I wasn't even getting any enjoyment out of it. And I think, like, when I was a kid, even when I had, like, a Game Boy Color and Pokemon and stuff, when I'd be in the car, I would, like, whip it out and play it for, like, two minutes and then realize, like, for some reason I didn't like my attention down there when other stuff was going on. I don't know if I'm, like, paranoid or what it is about it, but I I can't be on a game when I'm in the car. I don't know why. I like because I could be on my phone all day. I could sit there on my phone for fucking hours. But I think it's I think it's honestly like if there's something that I might miss while people are around me or something like that, then I'd rather be doing that because when I'm in the car, I'm I'm good to be on my phone on social media or like interacting with people in the car. 
and it, that's a very I feel quick, that dude, like I I yeah. kind of did the same thing where I was like I I played I hate to say it but I played a bunch of fucking phone games on this tour uh-huh. like um like I said I got into that card game on this tour so I was playing like phone card games and shit yeah and all the time I'd be playing I'd be like wow I've been playing this for two hours I've killed a whole two hours I'm like why did I not play any of the three portable supercomputer video game systems that are sitting in my backpack. Right. Why am I still on my fucking I mean, phone? I mean, I, mean I, I don't even know if this is the right way to explain it, but, like, there is a thing with me where sometimes, like, it's intimidating even just to start something new. Oh, yeah. You know, like... That's why I played Astral Chain for 30 minutes and played a fucking Hearthstone clone for four hours. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'll, I'll be intimidated, like, or... or each day was different. Like some days, I had more mental hard drive space than the other. And like, if, yeah. if like something, I wake up, you know, or I don't sleep well, or this or that. Like I'd already have a certain amount of like space used due to other things. Yeah. So like, like the idea of like, oh, time to play this like really time consuming game right now is just like daunting sometimes. On, I, on the I, I have okay. a lot to say about that, but I probably will wait for the next topic to do it. All right. Well, on the other side of the coin, before we move to the next topic. Yeah. Um. So, gaming on the Switch in the van, very not god tier. Gaming in the venues on the Switch with the portable Hori monitor mm-hmm. that is now broken, rest in peace. Very <laughs> god tier. Oh man, I played so much Smash on the road. That okay, was the so one. Just, thing. To, <laughs> just to run people down. Um. You know, so we brought like obviously you know everyone had their Switches and then like all of the guys in like typecast were like. Big gamer shoes. Smash yeah, is a big thing. I think everybody on this tour had a Switch. Pretty, there was a lot of that. Yeah. But uh, the guitar player from uh, Typecast, Marazzo, he had this portable monitor that uh, that's a little bit bigger than like it's probably like a hosing. What would you say? A twenty-inch monitor? Yeah, it looks like the. It, it's about the size of like the first Xbox One. Like as far yeah. as yeah. So it's, it's a sizable. big. It's it's yeah. plenty. It doesn't have the best viewing angles. Like when you start to get off the side, it starts to look weird. But it's good size and so you know it flips open it's got a little cover that protects and everything and so we were you know people brought that brought brought your switch plug that fucking thing in and then you had this whole rig to just sit and play on and it was fucking awesome it made me want to start playing smash again the only thing that was better was that one show we played in that weird dinky place that was actually a coffee shop oh we played that with the giant they're going to start selling food out of that place for some reason (laughs) but um they had a big fucking projector there and like that was like oh like that made me remember that the most fun I had with the Switch on the first tour that I brought it on was in the hotel like a hotel that we stayed at one night and passing the controller around to play Doom online with a bunch of people and I'm like oh maybe this is this that's really that thing's fucking strength for me is like when I bring my dock and I'm like oh like today I have like a room in this house or staying in by myself and there's a TV in here it's time to fucking like play Splatoon or some shit you know and that was fucking awesome um, do you guys want to go over like any of the games we bought on this tour real quick, and then we can move? Yeah, I um, like I said, I picked up Power Stone because it was just—I mean, it was the the uh, the booklet was in gorgeous condition. It was complete. I have Power Stone two, and I just never got around to picking up the first one. And obviously, like they're probably the two most worth uh, pieces of the Dreamcast collection. Um, what else did I buy? Fighting Force. I found that. What was that shop's name in Portland? F- uh, f- final. No, it wasn't Final. Final Form. 
Final. I was about to say that final boss, oh, but yeah. final form. Yeah, that was the um, place. It was also the the. It was the game store and record store, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That place was really. If anyone's in Portland, you should definitely go there because they have a great collection of a. Uh, game soundtracks on vinyl too yeah it was small really place, it was really cool. solid selection for how small the spot was i mean i've seen closets that big but the way it's utilized there's such a cool layout and vibe of the store the guy that owned it was really cool and uh good food around it too there's an insane ramen spot that just opened across the street uh so i got fighting force from there just because like that was a game that I remember from my childhood as like all my friends having and they I I like something about it was just really fucking cool. It was like a 3D Streets of Rage. Like you could grab pieces of the environment you just went throughout the level and like it was just a beat 'em up. Um co-op as well. Having like a game like that be also co-op is coolest thing in the fucking world. So mm-hmm. I found that it was like 10 bucks, picked it up real quick. Um I think those were the only two I thought that you I, bought uh, one more game. I might have. I think I did. Marvel too. Ultimate Alliance three. Probably was. You did buy Marvel Ultimate yeah, Alliance right, three. Yeah. Rest in peace. I yeah. still have it, but you know. <laughs> I do think if you try that, you might enjoy it. But I, I know I'll enjoy it. I know, like I'll. I remember we should definitely all try hopping friends. online together and trying that one day and yeah, on Discord. No, I remember all of my friends played the others and liked them and stuff. I've heard just good things about it. It's just, I mean. We have to finish, like, we're redoing all the Gears campaigns this mm-hmm. week, and then Gears 5 is going to be a thing. Yeah. And then it's just a fuck... It, I, I hate being an adult, because it's like, your whole fucking... My next four months are already planned. Like, I yeah. don't have a fucking off day, whether it's work or doing something. I'm constantly doing something. Like, some of my friends will be like, hey, man, you want to go get food? And I'll be like, oh, fuck, dude, I have shit to do for the next four months. Oh, yeah, it sucks. It's rough, so, dude. Maybe. But, Hosey, what were your pickups? I think you probably got the most stuff. Uh, in the beginning, well, I started out the tour with the same thing as Bert, getting Marvel. Um, and then, uh, shout out to Bert as well. The next thing I got was the awesome video game store in uh, uh, Toronto, A&C Gaming, I think it was called. Mm. Um, I found a copy of Yakuza 2 on PS2, and Bert actually got it for me. So... I was very appreciative very of that, and um, yeah. after that, well, we in Seattle uh, at Pink Gorilla Games, I got a shirt. I've always wanted to go to that store. I like that place a lot, so I didn't get anything like a game from there, but I did get something from there. Um, it is a cool store. Yeah, I, that I, is Wonder Powers. For I, some yeah, reason. it was very, very. I like the way it was. Uh, I like the whole aesthetic of the store. Um, and then we went to East End Gaming on Long Island uh, next to the venue. Uh, now that that's probably one of my favorite video game stores that I've oh that place was that sick. I've ever that, that ever been there. And uh, it was a bummer that uh, Bert had to drop off before that because I know you would have fucking loved that place, dude. Yeah. Um, but there is where I got most things. Um, I got that's where I got Condemned. Um, that's where I got uh, the Chronicles of Riddick games. Uh, first and second ones um i bought that game on ps2 called kinetica which is a old uh racing sci-fi type of racer game mm-hmm. uh on ps2 and then i also found a copy of yakuza 4 there on ps3 so i ended up getting that um so that was i think i pretty much covered everything i could think of right now yeah i think i remember looking through your stuff and then did a couple people brought you some games too right the, the, i'm trying to think was there a Tekken? Oh yeah, uh, Steven. Uh, yeah, Steven, a uh, good friend of Bird's uh, that he introduced to to everybody. Um, yeah, that shout out, shout out Steve. I appreciate that, bruh. 
Um, Yo, Steve, if you listen to this, I saw that you're super deep in Warhammer. We didn't talk about it. Uh, we should talk about it, and I got to buy. You do that under the dice zine, hardcore and fucking tabletop games. That's super tight. People should check. Yeah, it out. yeah, that, that's really cool. Uh, shout outs to him though, for real. Uh, he he gave me a cut. Steve was actually one of the first people to hit me up and give me his thoughts on the first podcast. So That's very cool. He definitely listens to this. And yeah, he's also an OG, like, espionage follower. Like, I, I've, I've seen his name on there for a long time. Uh, since, like, probably, I think want to say since, like, 2017, maybe. Um, and Honestly, and enough Steve love. Fuck that dude. Yeah. <laughs> what did he give you? I'm blocking you. Um, yeah, That's I, fair. I, I, to be honest, I hate the guy. <laughs> um... Well, then never I, gets on Apex. <laughs> he was man, but he fed you for Apex that night. We stayed. At he his did. House. He did. He was the only person that uh, let me scratch my Apex itch at his house. Thank you. Um, for games that I got though, I I didn't score a lot. I I went into this tour with like, uh, oh, I'm gonna ball out, and then we got like a few days in. I'm like, I can't afford to fucking ball out. So, yep. <laughs> uh, I got what did I get for uh, the DS? I bought this. Uh, so there's an old like anime series and card game called Chaotic. That uh, apparently a bunch of people liked them. Me and some of the dudes from Typecast were in a card shop trying to find this new game, and I uh, saw this thing for like two bucks. Uh, did a quick search. The Metacritic had like fucking like a seven out of ten, so I think fuck it, I'll get that. I like. I'm pretty into like monster like collecting and hunting games, um, so I wanted to try some of those out. Uh, so I got that. Uh, we went to there was a super fucking weird like thrift like slash like secondhand bargain store next to planet fitness that we were at that had a lot of video games they had Mega Man 11 for 15 bucks which i was really excited about until i got outside opened it and the label on the cartridge is stripping away in a way to where i'm not even sure i can possibly put it into my switch without fucking ripping it off um so that's kind of sucks but uh i'm so stoked to try that game and then what else? Oh, at Easton Gaming, which was definitely the coolest store for me because uh, it was a card store and a uh, fucking game store with a crazy selection. I bought Ultimate Spider-Man for the DS. That's uh, We'll probably talk about it later, but that's obviously one of my favorite games, or at least the, the PS2 and GameCube version. The DS version, pretty cool until about halfway through when it becomes impossibly hard. I tried to play that on the whole drive home, and it definitely, towards the tail end, ruined my mood completely. It made me mm. very angry to uh, myself and the people around me. Um, but yeah, that was everything for me. So, cool talk on games in the road. Let's move to the uh, much more interesting and possibly super depressing discussion for the rest of the podcast. Hosian? Okay, uh, yeah. Want to tell what we're doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, today we're going to talk about, um, you know, everyone... Here at least, and I feel like a lot of people also have gone through this, like, like a video game, like, I don't know if I want to call it like a breakup or whatever, but some sort of like time in your life where that was absent, uh, you know, or whether like, it, you know, you just never got into it, or you were super into it, and you like you had that time period where you fell off for whatever reasons due to like other life things getting in the way. Um, yeah, you know, just some event that's caused you to just be in such a rut that's not allowed you, whether financially or mentally or anything and, and like that, to yeah, ex- pick up a controller. Yeah, and how that affected you, and how much you realized that doing that stuff actually kept you happy or whatever. Um, so, I'll go ahead and let you go first, Tom. 
Okay, um, I've touched on this, like, a little bit, uh, but, so, I guess we all like, agreed to go, like, relatively in, relatively in-depth about this, but, um, so I was, like, a pretty big, like, gamer, I guess, for lack of a better term, when I was younger, and then I kind of stopped really getting into it, or I stopped really following it actively for a little while, and then when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I started getting back into playing video games, and around that time, uh, I started dating this girl, and, um, so I was, like, still playing a lot of games, like, it was, like, really kind of, like, the two things, the three things that really took up my fucking time were, uh, obviously, like, this relationship, and then playing games, and then music. So, uh, the music and, uh, games things were, like, a big, uh, point of contention in that relationship where it was like this whole all these arguments of like you know like i'm too immature i'm too childish like i need to grow up this and that this and that and like there were other factors in that but that was those are two things that you're talking about like you're wasting like your time on these things on these like on like your hobby being video games and then like your passion that you want to pursue in your life being music and everything and then we had like this pretty crazy like tumultuous breakup that like just drove me to think we're like well everything she said is obviously right like obviously i'm a piece of shit obviously like i'm a, like a waste of space a waste of time blah 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 i'm gonna stop like doing the things that like make me happy uh because obviously they don't actually make me happy and i'm gonna like move on i'm gonna like go back i'm gonna go back to school i'm gonna get back into like a good job i'm gonna grow up be an adult all this and that and i tried doing all of that really really fucking hard and it backfired horribly like, this is undeniably the worst time in my entire life. I went on, part of my, like, my big last hurrah at this point was like, oh, I'm going to go on Warp Tour. I got asked to fill in for my friend's band, The Sheds, do like three weeks on Warp. I was like, oh, it's the best tour on the fucking planet. I'm going to like live the dream one last time, do this cool tour with my friends and a bunch of other friends that were on the tour, come home, go back to school, move on with my life. It's going to be great. The whole time I'm on this tour, it is like, disastrous for me personally i would just mm-hmm. it's you get at these venues these big fucking amphitheaters and stadiums you get there at 7 a.m to load in you don't we never played until five like five o'clock in the afternoon so i you know i have a good 10 hours of just doing nothing i might hang out with a couple people for a while and then i would just walk the grounds for hours and hours and hours and all i could think about was like all this shit going on back home how i'm like this is it like this is this is the end time for me of like these things that have, like, up to this point have kind of defined my life. Uh, I tried to, like, talk to people about it, and, like, no one's really getting through. It culminates where I, I was on the phone with my mom. Uh, I think we were somewhere in Ohio, this place uh, where the venue was alongside this big lake with a big bridge and a lighthouse. Uh, I'm on the phone with my mom. I'm trying to talk to her about what's going on. Uh, my dad's upset, pissed about something else that's happening in the background. My mom's like, I can't talk right now. I have to go. And I'm like, can't even talk to my family about this. Fuck it. Life ain't worth living anymore. Uh try to climb to the top of the lighthouse jump off uh can't get to the top thought i could stand on the bridge for a little while looking down at the water it's about a 150 foot drop i'm like i'm pretty sure this will kill me uh do i really want to do this like what if i'm like the person that like has like a regret like halfway through the fall like all this and that and eventually like in this whole process where i was like oh it's five like i have to go play the show i'll go play the show i'll come back and i'll like jump off the bridge after the show um go play the show have a great time. It's one of the best shows of the tour. Like, all my all of our friends show up for it. I think it was the last day of Warped. And I was like, okay. Like, this is enough for me to, like, realize, like, maybe I shouldn't uh, try to kill myself in, like, the next 15 minutes. 
So I'm gonna go home, revitalize, still go back to school, blah, blah, blah. Fucking, I get home, the mood changes again completely. I can't keep, like, this whole, like, happiness going on. I end up getting back in college. Sorry this is taking so long, but I end up getting back in college, uh, and every day I would drive to the campus, and I would go to my first class, have this three-hour break in the middle while I would just lay in my car and try to nap and, like, sleep away how upset I was about everything and about, like, this relationship I had and, like, how my life was panning out and how big a failure I was, all this and that. And then I did that for three months with, like, multiple, like, you know, like, no other real attempts at suicide, but lots of, like, thoughts and, like, it was just a really, like, depressing time. I pushed most of my friends away and most of my family. Um, But no joke, the very first thing that ever, like, sparked some, like, oh, like, maybe I don't have to be, like, a depressed, like, shell for the rest of my fucking life was found my uh, Game Boy Advance, my SP, um, and my bag. I I never kept the box of those games. They were always in a fucking shitty plastic bag that all the carts sit in, which I still have the same plastic bag from when I was a kid that they all sit in now. It's, like, decaying and everything, but I found that and then a copy of, uh, what was it, when they re-released, uh, the Dreamland Kirby game. Oh, Nightmare in Dreamland on GBA. So I started playing that again in my breaks from class. And I was like... At first I was just trying... I had to like force myself to actually sit and play this fucking game. Like, hands be shaking and the fucking like... I can like see the screen flopping back and forth because the whole fucking system's shaking so hard because my hands like won't sock. So I'm like, fuck this. Like, this is me like regressing back into like this thing I can't be anymore. This child that I can't be. All this bullshit. And I ended up like... Like, being like, oh, like, this is, like, some, like, the only thing besides, like, sleeping that has actually, like, gotten my mind off of, like, how I felt for the last, like, seven months at this point. Um, I got home, dug out my GameCube that had the, uh, was it the little, I can't even remember what it's called now, but the GBA player. Plug Kirby in, finished playing through Kirby, started a Metroid Zero mission the next day. And then uh, ended up playing through that. The next day started Ultimate Spider-Man, which I remember being, like, my, like, big game from when I was a kid. And then I was playing through Ultimate Spider-Man. And, like, Bert, earlier you, you talked about how, like, oh, you just have, like, these games that are, like, you're, like, passing time games. Like, that was that game for me when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, just something easy. Just something easy where you just swing on webs something for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I think that that's what, like, really got me out of feeling that way for so long was like was like those two games Kirby and Ultimate Spider-Man because like I was like I found myself like not feeling like I was just distracting myself anymore I was like oh I'm actually having fun having real fun for the first time by myself because that was the thing is I really needed to like learn how to enjoy time alone again and I don't think if that I would have been able to do that without starting to play games again because it like I love playing co-op games and stuff, but for me, it's all, like, video gaming is always, like, a really solitary kind of thing. I do it to, like, chill out and calm my own mind down and everything, and those games are two of my favorite games now because of that, because I always return to them, and they, they don't remind me of, like, a bad time in my life, but they remind me of, like, pulling myself out of a bad time when, like, medication therapy and, like, not to blame any of my friends, but, like, my friendships, like, didn't, didn't do it for me despite everyone trying. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, it's a lot oh, of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well, goddamn. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to hit it that hard, but I was like, yeah, yeah Tom like, should have gone last. Yeah, uh, I, you can edit. You can throw me in the back. Throw it around. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, hopefully you guys shit. have more positive ones, so it starts being more fun. Mine's, dude. Ours are completely opposite. Like I can, I can follow that because it's crazy how like you and I's are very opposite of each other. So, um, gaming made you suicidal? No, <laughs> uh, that's my secret, Captain. Oh God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, so somewhere along the line in my uh my like gaming life it became about spending time with people and that's how i was saying like i were kind of opposites because <laughs> um i i had a really like i i don't tell people i had a fucked up upbringing because my parents like i i always thought back and i like i always thought i had a good childhood like when i was in my late teens and stuff i thought to myself i was like i had a great childhood because i had basically every video game console you know um from the longest i can remember we had a super nintendo and then a genesis and then we had we got an n64 and then pat got a playstation i got a sega saturn and then it became gamecube xbox ps2 all this stuff like we stayed having every console we that was our christmases our christmases were like we got whatever console we didn't have that came out like the year before or two or something and we got a lot of games that christmas and then birthdays we got games we didn't really get shit like outside of that but i was like dude thinking about like what other people don't have that's a really good fucking life that's a really good thing and then i like got older and i started to really examine my childhood and i started seeing how fucked up it was like you know my my parents i mean fuck they were there so that's a first like that's already more than what so many people had i can acknowledge that um they had jobs they weren't fucking druggies which is huge um my dad had a uh you know drinking problem um when i was really young and there was some problems with him and my mom and then they got separated and then my mom like i think back at how she handled us as a single mother and it's insane like how hard she worked and stuff and i can acknowledge that but at the same time i can look at like so many things she could have done differently and i'm not judging her for that and i don't hate her for it but at the same time she like i i, I realized that there were so many things that i had to like block out with gaming and with video games to where i escaped that so video games were my escape for the longest time as a kid like i there would be so much going on in the other room with my parents fighting and all this shit that I think back and I hate the fucking thought of it. I hate, like, I remember, like, I'm old enough now to look back and think about, like, what was going on in the other room and really, really fucking how uncomfortable it made me. But I just played my fucking games in my room with the door shut and that was my escape. I, uh, never, I never, like, got into something really heavy in my life early on to where I didn't play video games. They were my escape. So when I was 14, I want to say, when um, Halo 2 had... Well, right before Halo 2 comes out and when Rainbow Six and all that shit was a big deal, those are my first online games aside from like Xbox Connect tunneling software and shit. Uh, so I pick up online gaming... And this was like console shit, like with a headset. I'd been playing like Warcraft and Starcraft and stuff for years before that. But that was all tech stuff. It wasn't too heavy of interactions with other people and shit. Um, 
So I start developing these friendships and I find this clan on Halo 2. Some of those dudes I still talk to to this day. And I start playing that with people. And then we go over to other games with people. And then it's years of playing different games with the same people. Uh, all your friends at school and, and you know, um, through shows and hardcore, they all have the same shit. You're playing with them and you're playing with them. And then you come across like Half-Life 2 or some game that doesn't have multiplayer. And there's something missing because... You're sitting at your house, or, you know, I was sitting at my house, and I'd go try to play this single-player game. Go play Bioshock. Go play this. Okay, but everybody's on Call of Duty. Everybody's on Borderlands, you know? Why am I going to sit here by myself if I can go and have the time of my life with these guys? And um, somewhere along the line, I slowly started to see, like, I used to be able to play single-player games for fucking 12 hours straight. You know, I used to be able to play Wind Waker, do all the fucking challenges, 100% it. Um, you know, all these crazy arcade games uh, on Xbox Live Arcade and stuff. Fable. Fuck, you know, shit like that. Like, I could just, I could spend days and days and days playing this shit offline by myself. And then, at a certain point, it was kind of like what I was talking about in the car. If, I, if my friends list is right there and I know that I have like 10 friends or 2 friends or whatever playing Call of Duty, playing this game, playing Halo, like, yeah, I'm going to go fucking play with them and I'll play the single player shit like another time. And that has really, really affected my ability to like play certain single player games. Like I, I have, you know, my fuck, I have probably 100, 200 games on Steam that I got through sales along the years and stuff. I will never get to... Because I always have a friend on League. I always have a friend on Apex. And it's crazy because this this topic meant a lot to me because, like, the times when I don't play video games, and Danielle sees this change, I get this crazy wave of depression where I don't want to watch a movie. I don't want to fucking go fucking do something out in town. I don't want to go to a dinner. I don't want to hang out with her. I don't want to do anything. I literally just want to sit in a fucking chair and stare at the wall until I get tired enough to go to sleep. And those times are when there's nobody online. And that's gotten really bad over the past couple years. So I cherish these motherfuckers that I'll, I can play, you know, like so I've been playing Sniper Elite with my buddy Luke. I've been playing League with him. I'll be playing Apex with my buddy Nigel, you know. I cherish these fucking times because nobody's on Xbox anymore. Everybody moved over to PC when the new consoles I'm came late. Out. And then all those, and then all yeah, and then all those people that I used to play on PC, they've all gotten wives, had kids, had this, had that, and it's just crazy that like life does move on. But I I listen to them and I hear how they talk about certain things, and you know they miss it. You know they oh, wish yeah, they dude. still had time for it. Man. You know you know like this whole like oh you get older you stop playing games no you don't stop doing what makes you happy oh yeah if if you're doing that then there's something wrong and i and i can god dude I, I like i know like us three and a lot of our friends we're all in healthy relationships where our partner understands this is what we need like we need this million, shit to fucking survive percent. you know this is what oh, yeah, we absolutely. like and Danielle sees it when I'm just like sitting around. She's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Do you want to do something? I'm like, no. She's like, well, why don't you play a game? I'm like, no one's on, you know, and I don't want to play single player games this time. It's it's weird because I can and it'll be fine. But I I fucking like I need to fucking have that time playing with people. And it's kind of like what Tom said again, me and Tom, this is crazy. It's almost the opposite story. Like 
his video gaming and stuff has always been this solo like kind of passion and stuff and somewhere along the line mine became this crazy that is i am so fucking addicted to spending time with people playing games now it's not even just video games at this point it's like my fucking body my brain is no longer used to going days at a time without hanging out with my best friends and that's all video gaming is at this point um you know it is so much more but at the same time the biggest part about it is i get to hang out with my friends every single day i remember being in economics class in high school and my teacher like friends i've always been like this fucking huge part of my life obviously like i i always i was always the quiet kid I always hated everybody but i had a select few people that i liked for very for a very long list of reasons and I hated everybody else. Like, I couldn't stand being around other people. But my friends that I found that I clicked with, I I put them over everything. And then um, I, I, I've just gotten so used to being with them every fucking day. And my body doesn't know how to handle not having that um, connection, having that uh, hangout sesh or whatever. So that's that's when i get the most fucking depressed that's when i get in these dumps because video games have always been that escape you know i don't think i can play you know i don't think i can go on and play like celeste or some you know near automata or some final fantasy if something fucks up or f something fucked up happens in my life and i'll be okay but if something fucks up and happens and I have friends online or come over and we like run through a campaign together. Or we play league together or something like that. And I just have them there to talk to and fucking not even unload all the shit on, but just have them there. Like I, that, that's my, that's where, that's where it's all all right for me. You know, that's where it's like everything, you know, nothing's okay. Fucking you know, life just goes and then it doesn't. But like, I'm happy when I have that. And that kind of scares me because it's not going to last forever. I mean, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, I, I will say that, like, despite what I, how I, like, describe gaming for me and everything, I am jealous of, like, how you view it. Like, I wish I was, like, still that way. I mm -hmm. wish I was, like, the person that's, like, like, I spend most of my time when I'm home either working or, like, with my girlfriend, like, by, like, by myself. Like, most of my leisure time is uh, solo at this point. Yeah. And... Sometimes I like it, but for the most part, I kind of fucking hate every aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I kind of like, you know, I really, I hate to be, like, I'm always the person that's like, you should never, like, look backward. You should always, like, look forward into your life and everything and this and that. But uh, I think, like, I definitely kind of pine for that time, like, towards the end of high, like, high school and towards the end of it. And, like, right after high school, it's like, oh, I'm with my friends 24-7. We're staying up until... 9 like 9 a.m. passing yep. in the controller back and forth like playing Legend of La Gaia and like, like just other shitty games and everything and like um I wish that I like still had that or like even still had the drive to like reach out to my friends and do that like I don't even have like the drive to like reach out to my friends to really hang out anymore you yeah. know what I mean so. dude at this point I'm fucking dude I get tired way too early like I'm so goddamn old I don't even work a lot and I'm fucking tired as fuck like by by 1 or 2 a.m. comes around that used to be the time I was getting started you know we go till fucking 7 8 in the morning just oh, yeah. fucking going at it and I mean like fuck this whole like yeah but you get older and you grow up fuck all that oh, shit huh, like, yeah, definitely. that's where I was happy and it kills me like every day I think about it it kills me that 
for the rest of eternity, that will never happen again. That's and really so it's, like, it's not a product of like, oh, you get older and you grow up. The reality is like you get older and you just have less time or you just have less fucking energy. Yeah, not by choice. Yeah. Like you fall into this shit. And uh, it's, and it's kind of like starting a band. You know, how fucking hard is it for four or five people to line up their schedules, line up their resources, line up their off time to function as a goddamn band that doesn't make any money to just have it as a hobby? Now you have all of your friend group. How the fuck's everybody going to constantly stay up till 8? How the fuck's everybody going to constantly be able to scream like in the mic when you're having a good time, when everybody's talking and everybody's voice is getting on, you know? Babies, you know, you got to fucking be quiet. Oh, and now I have to take care of this. I have to take care of that. And dude, like, shout out to any women or fuck. I mean, it's not even it's not even dudes that have that problem. Like girls fucking have just the same problem as that is the resource management and shit. So shout out to anybody in a relationship that understands that gaming isn't this like childish thing and fucking lets people have time for that or lets or or involves themselves in it and praises it and lets it grow and lets it fucking, you know, and waters it, whatever. Getting really fucking much love. Plants. Great. <laughs> Vibes only. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, well, Hosian, uh, it's your turn to make me uh, really sad. Oh, well, mine's kind of like an in betweener thing. Like, it, I wouldn't say mine's like. Okay, so terrible. maybe you can help us end on a, <laughs> bit of a smile. Um, yeah. Well, so uh, I think it was in 20. I, I want to, I was going to say, like, probably t- end of 2013 and a lot of 2014, I decided that i was going to move uh, originally li- like lived in savannah already um and one of my best friends alex uh, lang um he graduated from the college here and got a job up in uh, new york so it was it was like a awesome thing and a bummer at the same time that like one of my you know really really good friends here probably like he he had become my like closest friend uh like before he moved uh we like played music together and did all that stuff um he he was like yo like why don't you move and i was like i thought i didn't know i for some reason i just didn't have the the thought that i could also just move too so i told him i was like okay like you know six months from right now i'll go up there so he moved six months before i did uh and um so basically it was that like time period where now I have to like make as much money as I can and save as much money as I can before I go. And that meant in my brain like getting rid of a lot of things that I didn't know I cherished as much as I did until I didn't have them anymore. So um, I finally, you know, saved up everything and I was like getting rid of so many things, dude. Like things that I had when I was like 10 years old, uh, a bunch of like really cool PS1 games, uh, my I sold my you know, PS4 and Xbox One. I think was already out at the time, so I was just like still riding on my PS3, and and I even got rid of that. Um, like all the handhelds, like so much stuff that I, I just left behind. Cause I, I when I moved, I just took my drums and whatever fit in my car and just drove up there. So when I drove up there, I didn't realize the apartment that he had was like a studio like style. When he said one bedroom, I was like, oh, okay, they'll have a room, and then, you know, I'll make, like, the living room something of my own. Uh, when I got there, it was a lot, 
different than what I had, you know, pictured. And um, so it was like a studio apartment in a basement. So like no light, no room for anything. Like I had to stay on a, I slept on the couch and the kitchen was like part of the living room. And there was just a door with like a bedroom in it. And that's where him and his girlfriend at the time uh, like stayed or whatever. Um, so I ended up living in a basement apartment, like dungeon style. It was like crazy how it was. I, I, I'm six one, and I think the ceiling like reached like six five. So it was like super low type thing. This sounds so dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was, you know, obviously thankful that I he let me do that uh, to get my footing and whatnot. But in the whole process of that, I got like a job in the city in Manhattan and I worked at like a this like vegan fast foody type place um and I just didn't have time to do anything and I had my laptop and a I think the only thing I kept was my 3DS and I for some reason did couldn't didn't know where I like put it for a long for the longest time so I was like oh I was just like on my computer most days and I was like, oh, I got rid of everything. Like, I just need to focus on working. Like, that's that's kind of what I need to be doing. So I just worked, worked. Uh, I was there in November of 2014. And for, I was in that, I was sleeping on the couch for five months. It was like no room. Like, I, they'll walk, they'll get out of the room to go to the bathroom. They had to cross, like, where I was. Uh, and... Like I said, it was like dark in there. There was no TV. It was literally just like a small room, and and in inside the living room was the staircase to the actual person's house above me. So it was like this huge, like random blockage. Like it was. I wish I had pictures of it. It was, it was a. It was puzzling. So um, every day I would go out and I would do work stuff, and I would come back to the house and just sit in this like dark den because I was new there. I was. I was like, I just want to live, you know, try living this out or whatever. And I didn't realize that, like, I thought moving was going to end up making me a lot happier to, like, do something, try something out. But it just kind of, like, in the beginning, really put me in, like, a dark headspace. Like, I was alone. I didn't have any video games. And whenever he, like, you know, he was with his girlfriend at the time. So, like, it was a lot of their own thing happening. And I was just, like, there. I was, like, on YouTube and... And I didn't play video games, like, crazy to think about it, but, like, for, like, five months of just, like, going from always playing every day, having a crew back home where we always got together and played Smash or do whatever, and, like, in a blink of an eye, being in the setting that I was in. And I was like, damn, like, I didn't realize why I was so sad. And and, and it's funny because, like, in those moments, you try to explore new things. You're like, I might, maybe I should go do this, or maybe I should start doing this, or maybe I need to, like, grow up and, like, figure this thing out, do this, do this, and I tried so many different things, like, for so long, like, like I said, like, five or six months, it was one of the two, and, and I was like, why can't I figure anything out, why am I so bummed, I thought I moved to a new place, I thought, like, it was really clear my head and start fresh, or blah, 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 and, um, finally, the lease was up at that place, Originally, I had thought I was going to be there for three months, and this whole thing changed, and it kept extending, and that also added to my whole, like, sadness aspect. I was like, oh, I got to go to work and come back, and 
sleep on the couch in that dark living room again and it was three months longer than I had expected to so with no video games or anything because all my money was just going to saving uh, for like a new place hopefully I was just kind of repeating this cycle literally every day and it never changed and I would see like you know all these cool video game stores and for some reason my brain just didn't like like decide to like check anything out I don't know um, then we got our new apartment and I actually finally had my own room at the exact same week I got offered a job uh, doing social media for my friend's company that like helped pay a lot more um, than what I was living in so this was like this like awesome like blessing moment where like a lot of things like came together so I got a cool like uh, a cool room in in an apartment in a different town and I was like one of the things I was like saying to myself I was like whenever I move I'm just gonna get a PS4 like I don't know maybe maybe all this depression maybe having like a game system will like cheer me up and um so got a new place and I bought a mattress and literally uh, the next thing I bought uh because I did have a TV at the time uh was a ps4 i literally just had a mattress and a ps4 i was like let me that's really all yeah i was like let me just like i don't know maybe i maybe i'm doing everything wrong and so like let me skip all this shit and just get a ps4 uh and i did and i think like can i ask did your did your mattress sit on the floor oh it was a floor mattress dude no bed frame bro yeah <laughs> Nice. Yo, dude, your old—that means your old room was literally that <laughs> fucking Twitter meme that was going around. Yep, yep, it was. Which I also had that fucking room. Also, when my TV was sitting on top of a bass combo, my room was trash. <laughs> respect. So yeah, I like a. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly when this was. Uh, it might have been in March of twenty. <sighs> 15 yeah, yeah, or f- April I don't remember um but I think my brother got me a uh it was like an early birthday present or something maybe it was closer to like May because my birthday's in June so I think he was like hooking me up so at the same time of all of, of like I bought a PS4 my brother was like he bought me a Wii U as a gift and I was like man I went from like not caring or at least not thinking I cared anymore about video games and like my brother was I think my brother really played an integral role in like helping me get back into the thing that I care the most about today um so shout out to him too but uh he got me a Wii U and and then I got a PS4 it was like roughly in the same like time span and I was like you know what like I'm off I'm gonna go get a game. I think the f- what was the first uh, PS4 game I got was uh, uh, I think it was Bloodborne actually, and and, and the last and and what's funny is the last game that I sunk time into before I stopped playing video games was Dark Souls Two. I think I was like hardcore obsessed with that before I started to like plan the rest of my life out or whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll just get Bloodborne since this seems like the next like Souls like development or whatever. And man, dude, like I could like just tear up thinking like when I finally like put it in and it installed or whatever. And I just everything just like clicked again and, and like I was smiling like in the in the room by myself like huge like 
if like somebody surprised me or something and like everything that i had like been lacking for like five months just like hit me at once like a baseball bat i was like dude this whole fucking time i was like like faking my way through it like being like maybe i'll do this maybe i'll like i don't know i I should go to like a a bar or comedy thing or whatever like in the whole time like it was sitting in front of me that like dude just came (laughs) yo how dark would your life have ended up being if instead of getting into back into fucking gaming you got into low dark bar level comedy (laughs) you wouldn't we would not be doing this right now (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Um, I would be I would be trying hard to make you laugh and failing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah. So I like, dude. I was like, and I just remember like playing Bloodborne and getting like destroyed. And I think the first and the Wii U that I got came with a Mario 3D uh, World, the Wii U one. Um, and I I would play that too. And I was just like, oh my god! Like everything. It was again the same thing. Like I was saying before, it was like night and day switch. Like back to like like you know for lack of a better term like myself i think for like five months i was not myself five or six months i was literally just like this like empty thing that i was on rails trying to figure out what i needed to do in life but i already had it figured out you know like before before all of this like 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 i tell people all the time like when i was younger i already knew what i wanted to do i wanted to play music so that part of my life was like you know fine and so I kind of went back to how I already was, and I was like, dude, this is me. Like, I don't know why. It's-, yeah, it's sad how, like, it's really sad how people with, like, really simple pleasures get shaped by uh, society and certain things on the media or their parents and stuff who are like, why are you spending too much time doing this? Like, you should be doing this, or you're, you're wasting your time, but you're happy. And, like, most of the people that tell you that shit are not. No. So you have it figured out all along, and a young mind can easily really fuck themselves and their path by thinking, I need to stop doing all this childish yeah. shit. But that's just what makes and you it's, fucking it, happy, dude. You know, it's It's okay. crazy, because, like, if you you think about your childhood and where you are today, like, how many things have come and, come and go, you know? Like, and then yeah. when it boils down to me, like, the things that have remained constant for the most part have been the fact that I enjoy music and the fact that I enjoy video games. I, yeah, I literally true. like like, and you know, all kinds of things like being put into sports or doing this or trying the school thing and all that. Like, it's like been there and it's gone. And it, so like I think like my spine, like part of who makes me up as a human, is needing those two things, and mm-hmm. lacking both because you know the music thing i was barely doing too because i lived in this crappy place and i played drums so it was like extremely difficult to do anything like that um i was completely like stripped away from and it was myself who did it but i was stripped away from the like my life support system so i really realized oh once i started getting into the ps4 and the wii u and stuff like dude i was it's like everything just came back and i was like i'm going to this store i'm going to this store i'm going to here i'm going to buy this i'm going to get this i'm going to like do is all this kind of crazy stuff and like i think being away from it for so long like it like electroshock like me into like how i act today with you know video game stuff so it's crazy that like i didn't even realize that 
you know, playing stuff is like the therapy that I need all the time. And when I don't have it, like you were saying, you get like answer, you get like this or that, like, you know, like I straight up tell people, I'm like, dude, I don't know, I need to play video, I I have to game. Like I get so much more out of doing this. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm social and all that, but like, I don't want to be put into a social situation where I'm like. I'm gonna be too far away from my shit, you know. Like I want to, I want to, I want to be like playing Dark Souls right now, or, or whatever. Like most most of the day, when anything's going on. No matter what I was doing as a kid, like I remember being in church and just like shaking because I just couldn't fucking wait to get home and play. Something. Oh, dude, it was like I just wanted. I was I was just thinking about like uh, Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask and what I wanted to do with them and what I'd rather be fucking doing instead of being forced to do what I was, oh. you know, my parents wanted me to do. I, and I think whenever I got back into the whole video game stuff um, in, in 2015, I started to remember how I was younger and I was like, dude, it's crazy that I didn't do this because like in middle school, I used to draw from memory the maps in like Ratchet and Clank and like mm-hmm. right where the, like, where like a gold bolt would be like oh there's a gold bolt there or like in high school i'd be like like just like dying to get home or or sneaking like my ds or psp under the desk to be like all right i gotta do this i gotta like like just risking getting it taken away just because like i need to play like i need to do that um so yeah it's crazy but now it's just been like a full force like thing in my life and because of like how i learned at, like a couple years ago it's just not something i'm, I'm ever going to let go i know that about myself at mm-hmm. this point like it's like this i've you know people have seen me in non-gaming situations and in gaming situations and i think a lot of people can tell like dude this is just what i like to do and this is what i have to do honestly from all our stories like one thing that kind of is a uh, a connection with all of us in this thing is um like that growing up is kind of a like the one through line through everyone's like different stories like like oh like um me like with everyone like when you age and everything fucking like so many things about your life change and everything and uh, i think something that seems like we all experience was like how does like how, how how do your the things that you love from when you were younger and just the things that like that that you love but that are like undeniably like not productive like you feel like you you have this need to throw it all away but then the reality of the thing is like the that's like the horrible part of growing up but then like one of the best parts about growing up is when you're like oh now i'm old enough to where i can tell everyone else around me that's saying that this that this shit is a waste time like oh i can tell them all to fuck off it's amazing i can actually just do whatever i want now because like now you know it took me i am almost 30 years old i'll be 30 next year and uh when I'm not working, I can play fucking video games whenever I want. I can sit and I can sit around. I can play my guitar whenever I want. The two things that I do every day, no matter what, are I play games at some point and I either play guitar, or I play piano. And I couldn't say that about like I did. I, there was definitely a period in time where, I, you know, everything around me I felt like was telling me like all of those things are a complete waste yep. of your time. You're a total fucking moron. But now I'm almost 30. I'm essentially a giant fucking man child. <laughs> uh, I work my fucking job. I make my money. I have like, you know, I make a good living. So yeah. no one can tell me shit about that. And I get to play games and play music whenever I want. And I still get to do it with my fucking friends. So like, it's funny. 
how you, when you grow up, being able to do what you want to do because of your accomplishments or your management of your life, you're no longer the fucking loser for playing video games or being into comics or being a fucking nerd. It's the people who can't do what they want to do or can't afford what they want to afford that are the fucking losers. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what our, our parents or our caregivers or whoever might have passed that message on to us that was saying, hey, you're wasting your time with all that shit. I think what they were trying to say was... Hey, you're going to have responsibilities. You have responsibilities now. You're going to have responsibilities later on in life. And it's awesome being older and understanding how to pass that message on to my oh, kids. Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, you're fucking wasting your time with this fucking, you know, spider. Yeah, and I think, I think like another that, good you know? thing about becoming older is, like, realizing, like, like rediscovering things that you love mm -hmm. doing when you were younger mm -hmm. because without that you, you wouldn't know you know like it's like oh you know like maybe i should pick up this again and i have friends dude i got people that hit me up all the time who are like yo like i just got a ps4 damn like i'm having so much fun i like mackie for instance uh, uh he plays bass in vatican like he hasn't been gaming for so many years like on a serious level and and then up until like i think it was this year he got a a switch and he was like yo this is crazy like and I think the last like main system he had was a 360, like so that era of, of video games. Oh yeah, and even then he was really only playing like you know, it, uh, he was Max Payne GTA. Right, and, and it's awesome. But he's been he's I don't want to say missed out on, but there's a lot of things that he didn't get to explore. And and the cool thing about like the Switch is that like he has so many things already that he can like go to, and he's been like kind of like going in on the game stuff so it's cool to see because i think like that's another example of like a, a little revitalization that like people didn't like either know they had or they forgot they did so uh honestly yeah our whole squad is kind of like is kind of like that like you know like obviously like the three of us with like everything we are like with games but then like you know like whittle of the singer vatican with his like big final fantasy collection like that all like routes back to his youth he plays fucking final fantasy 7 like twice a year on his Vita and everything and his like collection of everything with that is massive Nolan with like like Nolan there was a period in time where, like oh maybe he's just not the gamer in our group but even now like you know he's back in on it like especially all the PS2 shit that he buys yeah and, and, and like it's funny which was really like his thing for when yeah. he was a kid and it's like that shit oh yeah he's like a guitar hero guy like like awesome into that and like you know horror things and and I remember actually moving here like I brought like the like so much game stuff and i lived above him back in the day and i would always be like yo like ps3 ps4 do this do this and he had an xbox and then he finally got a ps4 and he's like oh he's playing a lot of video games and then look at me now i'm the one who got the xbox <laughs> yeah so yeah it, it, it's funny um but uh you know it's it's just like a thing like i i love i love a you know um and <laughs> the whole growing up thing it's like I don't know, like, that, that's such a cliche thing, obviously, like, grow up, man, stop playing video games, that's all, you know, I, I just feel like people just do whatever the fuck you want, like, and, you know, you'll be happy, that's, that's what I do. I think, uh, I had, like, a very interesting kind of transcendent moment on this last tour when I was talking to Joey from Typecast, and this is, like, you know, he, he's a big, uh, card gamer like that's his thing and he's like you know he was getting really in depth with me about his like this new game that he wanted us to play and like he had been playing the dragon ball super game and he was just like you know like 
you know, when I'm like 45 or like 50s, like I want to be that the old guy that's still there every Friday and Saturday at the card shop on his days off, on his off time, you know, playing. He's like, because this is the shit I love. Like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. He's like, I don't give a fuck that if it's like a game based on the cartoon. He's like, this is like something. He's like, besides music, this is the thing I'm like the most passionate about. And you're like, dude, like, yeah, it's awesome to hear that because he's like, you know, younger than like me. And I, I feel like I didn't really make that decision until like a couple of years ago and i'm like fuck yeah man like you got like you got the right look on this whole thing that's how uh, anyone that listens to this and any of our friends that's one thing i always try to encourage everybody is just like whatever you love like as long as you're like you're not hurting anybody and you're like doing right by yourself in your life and like you're still managing to be a productive person then it's like fuck what anybody thinks about it man okay i'm 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 Every damn day, I'm wearing another shirt, like just like gaming, gaming shit. Like, I, I, it's just I don't care. It's 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 the shit. Period. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that about it. Um, yeah. closing out. We, uh, Jose, you just dropped a very a very big uh, drop of shirts in the store. Um, you had your Metal Gear Solid shirt that was up for pre-order, which you helped you helped me, uh, you know, with placement too. So take take some credit on that. Oh yeah, just oh yeah, that was a good three a.m. conversation. It's a, it's a group effort, right? Yeah, a little little trip, eight hour road trip through uh, Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Thanks, James. Shout out, James. <laughs> Shout out, James. Um, <laughs> email to his face. It's all coming. <laughs> so, um, see you Friday. They had. Uh, yeah, that and then Dead Space, Zeno Gears, Gears of War, and Silent Hill Two. The Gears of War shirt, well. undeniably the best one. Hosey, I need to hit you up about that. I am most stoked on that one as well because also a Bert. Uh, this is yeah, yeah, Bert. yeah. No, it was it, it like oh, God. Bert the secret Photoshop guy. We, we did a little, we did. There's a lot yeah. of uh, little collaborations happening that I was really fun. So. I always love doing like stuff with friends like Anthony. Uh, he has helped me, and he has come up with uh, complete ideas too. And he's always thinking of stuff. Uh, so yeah, like I just like yeah, two sets of eyes. Are yeah, like one. it's like yeah, like what do you think about this? Or and with the Gears of War shirt, like it hit me immediately. I was like, I want to put a giant gun on a shirt, and that's it. And now that I see it, and now that I'll I'll be getting it, and and. And it'll be out in the public. I can't wait to see people wearing it just because I'm like, so you th- you agree. You want a big-ass gun on a shirt, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and what better Dude, gun than so the one with a chainsaw sick. on the front? On the I'm like, gear. so you feel me. You just want a giant Lancer with blood all over it on the back of your shirt. Have you guys ever gotten to hold a prop Lancer? No, but yeah. I've seen they're fairly large. Let me tell you how fucking horny this situation is, okay? <laughs> it is, if you, like, this is, like, undeniably the coolest fucking thing on the entire planet you've never felt like you have a bigger fucking dick than when you're holding the fucking lancer a friend of mine had one that he did what if you have a big fucking dick if you have a big fucking dick then you want to cut it off because the lancer is cool you want want a chainsaw you want a chainsaw i mean it's it's the coolest it is the coolest sci-fi like gun in my opinion like at least my personal yeah. favorite i'm like yo oh undeniable. oh now you're gonna piss a lot of people off we, well, we don't even want to okay i man. said in i said What's in my that? i said in my opinion so you know people message me if you want to send me damn. oh whatever but in my opinion 
Well, I'm saying it is fucking hard fucking facts. It's the coolest fucking guy. You want to hit me with some fucking weird Star Trek blaster or the Stormtroopers fucking the gun. You can who... fuck off. You can at me at Tom Riffs anywhere. I will f- <laughs> the Lancer... Hey, so, some some might say the retro Lancer is more badass. That's all okay. I'm saying. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is that the Lancer... Oh, now you want to sit it's down. It's still a first fucking off, Lancer. First you want to fucking come at people and have them mad you and meet <laughs> yeah. you in the fucking parking lot and shit. But... When I say, hey, maybe the, the one with the simple bayonet on the front is fucking better. The bayonet, the bayonet's cool. The chainsaw is a chainsaw. Yeah. It's hard. Okay. It's hard. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so that was that's one of my favorite things I've done, and uh, we'll be doing, I'm coming up with stuff and working on the October, fall-ish, whatever, um, drop that I'm excited about. It's a little bit more colorful than this last batch, which has just been, like, a gore fest for the most part. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's right, supporting good. that, and thank you. I like talking with everybody that hits me up about uh, about video game stuff, and for everybody that's into Discord, espionage.vr Discord, I like talking to everybody yeah, on that. the Discord. It's really fun. It's, 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 it's exactly... Yeah, a lot of stuff it's it's what there. I love. It's, like, more talking video games throughout the day and that's what keeps me alive yeah because nobody nobody likes a guy that just acquires 20,000 followers because he posts video game stuff and then doesn't interact with them <laughs> mm-hmm. fuck that we're a exactly. community alright we're closing <laughs> it out I tried closing it out five minutes ago and y'all well, now we're actually closing it out the Lancer alien, was important. Sigourney Weaver and guns and shit alright <laughs> cool well thanks a lot everybody we'll see you soon bye, bye.